The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Wolf and Bull podcast. I'm not doing this again. No, that's not. That was that's, awesome. That's too, that's too that was much. freaking awesome. That's too much. I, I could almost hear the cheer from the crowd yeah, coming yeah. up. Well, I mean, we guess we could do the cheer if I just remember where it is. You know, it's I can feel the adrenaline good. flowing. It's just I feel like this is this is like my first time out when I was in the middle of that play Hamilton that I starred in. Oh yeah, that was yeah. you. Oh, yes. that was you. That makes sense. Yeah, you were the. Uh, I was the, the you were the character. king, right? You were the culturally I was the king. I was the ambiguous character I was the that was George. originally just a white man. Yeah, culturally, yes, that's exactly what. Yeah, culturally was. ambiguous. Um, that plays amazing, by the way. Overpriced. I enjoyed, the play. I enjoyed oh, yeah. watching. Oh wait, you, you watched it? I watched on, it. Yeah. Uh, it's on um, Disney whatever. Plus now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So good. Nah, nah. Lin Manuel Miranda is a genius. What's the song? He's, he is quite. The what did I see him in? The king. Oh, I saw him in something. You'll be back. Yeah, that's all. Soon you'll see. It was very good. I him, enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. You saw him but, in that one. He did that one uh, oh, the, uh, Bronx the, the Bronx movie. one, which yeah. was, I enjoyed that too. Yeah. What was that yeah. one called? I like musicals. I hate to say that it. I, I'm old too, enough though. now where I can fully admit I like musicals. Of course, I've always liked me. I like Grease. It's really flamboyant of you. Grease is great. Grease is awesome. Grease I is, would actually hey, you know what Grease like is? To watch Grease again. Grease is the word. The word, it's the word Thank that you, you heard. Thank it's you. Not rude, it's okay. All right. Okay. We're, we're, should I, should I jump into the intro that I was going to do a second ago and go just for it? Music like and we're back to the Wolf and Bull. Welcome to the Wolf and Bull podcast. My name is Wolf. I have to find out where my button is. Oh, there it is. And then we also have the bull sitting across from me. Yes, he's here. That's actually a deer. What is that? Deer. I couldn't find. You got me sounding like a deer. What the hell is that? An elk? It's a bull. Get shot by or ate by a wolf. What is that? It's a bull sound. Um, And then across from both of us, perched way over there, is the lovely, the wonderful Beowulf. I don't a have woman a sound. of mystery, intrigue. You don't have a sound. No. Limitless intelligence. What? What is a Beowulf anyway? I just thought it was a clever play on real words. It's a character in a very ancient novel. I know, but Bay, B-A-E, as in my 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 Bay. Wouldn't that classify as a poem? Like what? an epic poem? It was no. an epic It was. Poem. It was yeah. like, they don't even know the author, I don't believe, on, on that one. Do they not? Yeah. That, wasn't wasn't that sure. a monster in a cave, basically? <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure they know the author on that one. Righto. No. They have a book. No, they don't. Well, uh, well I definitely read whatever it was in high school. Me too. At some point. 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, well, just cl- a quick reminder for our listeners, if you like what you hear uh, and see <laughs> uh, and want our team to continue creating this content, uh, then make sure to give us a follow on Instagram, a like on any one of the episodes or posts that we put up and a five star rating on pod, uh, any, you know, Apple podcast, Spotify or Amazon music that just said podcasts there. Just like on podcasts. Uh, our team has been overhauling some of the projects here, so we're uh, excited for the future and we now have proper lighting for the studio, uh, which is nice. That is. Yeah, it's a nice. It's I, can feel, I can feel my skin tones just leaping like right off me. I can, I can feel see my skin burning. This giant bruise yeah. on my leg and full technicolor. How did you get that bruise? I ran into a piece of furniture. You've been pointing to that bruise every You're day. You're supposed to avoid it pieces hurts. of furniture. Yeah. Yeah, well. Furniture avoidance is a good thing. Yeah, yeah it is. Fourth of July bruise. Yeah, America. America is a bruise. Mm-hmm. America, congratulations once again. On having a birthday. Yeah. We're getting there, guys. We're, oh, we're getting, well, we're yeah, getting up there. Work. We're elderly now. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, You're we're... elderly? Yeah. What the hell am I then? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> this thing's so Somebody fun. Somebody loves his toys. Mm. It's so fun. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, welcome to The Wolf and Bull. This is episode 54? 54. 54. Um, and I think we should jump into the monologue. We've been through 54 episodes. Go for it. Long Samano. Books are uniquely portable magic. This quote by Stephen King always reminds me of how much better of an author he is rather than the outspoken political Twitter talking head that he's become. Uh, By the looks of me, you would probably think the only things I read are the ingredients listing on a case of protein, college humor articles, if they're even still around, or the fantasy football rankings released each year by sports analysts whose accuracy is comparable to the stormtroopers in the original Star Wars trilogy. You would be correct about all of those that all of those things, uh, but I also have the affinity for the highest form of fiction writing: horror. I mm. absolutely love horror books. Do you and really? I do. He I does. do. I've been How reading read quite them? a bit of them. I don't sleep. I was going to say those. Never you sleep. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've only really read one serious horror book, and it was Amityville Horror. That's a scary book. A you've only book. read one because you, you uh, watched maybe, a lot of horror maybe movies. you've read a couple yeah the you know what books are way scarier to me than they are that's what i was just going to say yeah, they are. Than the, movies. the quote itself from stephen king who's probably one of the most prolific if not he's got to be you know i don't know he's got to be ranked up there one, two, i mean i've read some one. stephen yeah. i've read stephen I mean, king books but his but. quote his quote books are uniquely portable magic I think is a fantastic quote as much as a knucklehead as he can be that quote is true i mean if you've enveloped yourself in a book you can get lost in it real quick well he does a really good job with all that um and i one of my favorite authors but i've read almost all of his books mm-hmm. and i can't reread them i'm not a, i don't like rereading books unless it's a trilogy thing and i f- forget what's going on and like quit um but yeah i uh, recently finished two fantastic books for our listeners uh the first called the troop uh by nick cutter which is about a government created intestinal parasite superworm that eats alive a scout troop of teenage boys as they spend a few days on an island with their scoutmaster in canada <laughs> if you can imagine mm. alien meets lord of the flies plus stephen king uh, that is pretty much how it went. Uh, I was, there were some moments. Um, mm. The second book I just finished last night called My Best Fe- Friend's Exorcist, uh, written by Grady Hendrix, is what I would imagine Stranger Things would be had it not been written by lazy millennials, riding on the coattails of nostalgia supplied by previous generational pop culture ma- masterpieces. That is my opinion. And music I'm is with everything it. in it's those all things, music. Take the music away, and it's absolutely hilarious, especially when like Vecna music shows and up. Music, honestly, some very good acting. 
I, yeah. I've seen some of those, some of the kids. Some of them. Really good. Yeah. You know, it's just funny though, is they were so small in that first season and now some of them are like some of these, they were once boys and now they're like men. So I'm trying to listen to them talk and I'm like, that's supposed to be a freshman in high school. <laughs> yeah. They're like 20, 29 <laughs> No, they're old. fantastic though. I quite like I, the I show. Thought, I thought it was very well. I, I thought the characters were very realistic that some of the dialogue mm -hmm. for the kids to the adults, as a matter of fact, or to each other kind of hit home. Kind of yeah. was like real to me. Well, it's, that's I, because I like the show, uh, but you're right. The music. That's music. because they're playing on your nostalgia filled coattails. Well, I mean, yeah, they play. I mean, yep. they're, they're actually, I hate to say it, but those characters are slightly younger, mm -hmm. even in those particular years. than I was at yep. that time, but still right around the same age category. Well, the only reason why, you know, millennials have to do the things that we do is because of the, uh, ridiculous copyright and trademark laws. So it's everybody else's fault. Apparently. Did you know that Mickey Mouse is, uh, Disney's. Trademark. Never, I know they'll never, never let, let it go, it but it's up what, next year, yep. year and uh, year after. Never will happen ever. They will never let um, it go. <laughs> so Beowulf, blah, blah, blah. Beowulf and I once stayed at the Queen Mary and out of commission 1936 ocean liner. That's said to be incredibly haunted and moored off the beach of an even more haunting and disturbing city of Los, uh, of Los Angeles, God, of Long Beach. Uh, homeless, needles, high taxes, no parking. Nothing is scarier, frankly, except maybe haunted hotels. Um, and this was all spawned by these books that I've been reading. Uh, welcome to the third part of Supernatural Stories, a.k.a. also known as Supernatural Spooks. We're talking about some spooky hotels. By yep. the way, shout out to Long Beach. I was there last week. And they've got some. Sorry, they've got some nice little refurbished areas, but they're all I like know, very know. concentrated around where they have the conventions, etc. Well, I like Long Beach for the most part, but yes, well, you it haven't is been. Don't go about two blocks over. I Truly. remember when I, I really but, wanted to go to Long Beach State. You remember that? Oh yeah, and I toured yeah. it, and yeah, there's some good areas, there's some bad areas, but that's some, not too different from but, most well, you cities. Know, well, you know, it used to be mm. out there. One of the other yeah. very ghostly things the the, the largest airplane ever nobody knows what that is no who's the, who's one of the most famous aviators of all time tom cruise richest yeah other than maverick tom cruise other than maverick charles Lindbergh. no well he's very famous too no very rich very eccentric uh, oh, Tony Stark. Uh, no, Howard, no, no, the, the, Howard Court, Court, no. no are you Court, talking about Court. the virgin Atlantic How, what's his guy? name howard no, no. his last name was howard Jordan Howard, the running back from the, the running back from the, the Colts. Jordan Howard. Howard. No, how, uh, how I was going to say you have there, but that's the, he, he flew all kinds of things, but they weren't planes. Anyway, uh, who are you talking about? Howard Corsell. <laughs> no, Howard Corsell. <laughs> Hugh Hef. No, no. God, I, you, I said it again. Hugh Jackman. No, <laughs> huge Jackman. Jack huge Jackman. <laughs> no, um. I want to say I'm you have sorry. Again. The bull is no, having a moment, guys. I'm having a bull moment. Gonna, yes. No. <sighs> That's really mean of him. Howard, what are you talking about? Who's one of the most famous eccentric <laughs> people of all times? Very rich. Uh, Howard. Purcell, not Taft. Hugh Howard. Hugh, Hugh Howard is Hugh. his name. Are you sure? You know, I hope this makes Huey Lewis in the news. I have no idea. No, it's Huey Lewis. The goose was there. Yeah, from not Pop from Africa. Yeah, Africa. Not that goose. He, he didn't make. He's it. the ghost. No, they they've got it up in Seattle now. It was the the large. It barely got off the ground at the time. It was called the something goose. You know, if we, any of us had our phones with oh us, we God. or a computer, you would be able to look this shit up. A famous man. Our aviator. our techno. We have some technical How problems. To deal hey, where's, where's with Betty? Memory where's Betty, loss. our our assistant? To deal. What's her name? Betty. 
memory. I never get her name right. What's her name? Loss. Howard. And how Becky? to deal with Becky memory Betsy? loss. Howard Hughes. So thank you. To, thank you, you very much. You Howard to, Hughes. You have to include physical I activity. I had Hugh Hafner. I had Hugh Howard. I had Hugh I had Lewis no in the idea. news. It was Howard Hughes. <laughs> we need to have is? you start Howard Hughes. socializing and it more. Was, what, what was his famous plane? I don't know. Look it up, girl. The choked goose. The choked <laughs> No, that was the choke. No, forget it. I'm going to leave that. No, too. drop it. Say it. Say what, it. The choke say chicken. It. Say the it. Spruce goose. Thank you. The spruce, the spruce goose. goose. <laughs> uh, it's still just as questionable. You guys have no idea what that is, do no, you? No, 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 no. You guys I are ridiculous. Never heard for, that for in my life. History buffs, I am really am, ashamed. I am ashamed to be sitting in the same room. Object. Of course, I couldn't get the name right. But that's I object. I am not You're objectionable. Ridiculous. I am not ridiculous. Yes, you so do. You have USS. So no, I don't. Uncirculated silly syndrome. Uncontrollable. Uncontrollable. Okay. Incontinent. Incontinent. Incontinentable. Incontinentable <laughs> silly syndrome. The spruce goose. Was it in Long Beach? Yes, it was housed in Long Beach, right next to the Proud Mary. The Proud Mary. No, that kept burning. <laughs> Sorry, that was totally something different with Tina Turner. But uh, where are you? Ah, <laughs> what is going I've on? Had a, I've One had a sip of an IPA, and you don't know where you are. I looked up how to deal with memory loss, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember what it said. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, we're talking about haunted hotels, and apparently, uh, oversized gooses. The ghost of Howard Hughes was there on the Proud Mary. No, Queen. Queen, Mary. Queen Mary. On the Proud Queen Mary. I really hope the ghost of Howard Hughes is not on a Proud Mary somewhere. That's an inappropriate... He was inappropriate. Well, you're right. We did stay on the Queen Mary a couple of years ago. We did. 2018. I, well, we have to provide wow, our listeners... a couple. That's four years ago now. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, it was for my birthday because I'm a dork. I'm a nerd. I said, you what do you want to do for your birthday? And he yeah, said, he I said, would let's like want to stay on the proud Mary queen, the queen Mary, queen Mary. very proud of herself. He said queen he wanted Mary. to spend queen the Mary. night on the queen Mary. I did. So we, yeah, there's a, I mean, I think they hold like proms and stuff there a lot, but they, they also, it's a hotel. Yeah. Well, we have to give our listeners some background. Otherwise they're going to think <laughs> that we're speaking about proud Mary, which I think is a song from the sixties. Um, oh, come on now. You guys know that song. Yes, we do know that song. I do know. That I wouldn't be able to keep recite rolling. it though. Yeah, I wouldn't be rolling, able. rolling on the. What did would you spike? His, did you spike his drink? No, he's you, just, you just he's put just it jovial. You, just, I'm just having a jovial bowl. I, I think it's. I think your silly syndrome he's, is contagious. He's, he's ready. He's ready for the holidays. Apparently. I am. I feel like it's Christmas. It's, it's Christmas in July. Not. It is July sixth. Thousand, thousand degrees. We're halfway through the year. It's a thousand degrees. The year his, I don't know, it's just been as effed up as every year. <laughs> last two years. I was going to say, say it's been, been crazy. I was hoping for uh, some unlift, uplifting rhetoric just there. Yeah, but the year is instead uh, it was no, like, I, I, just I, as shitty as it used to be. It's just as bad as it's always been. There have been no changes. I am depressed. <laughs> I, I've, I've, there's some changes already. Changes are coming. Mm. Changes are coming. Ch -ch -ch Changes. Well, uh, spooky hotel num number one. Uh, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, it's gonna be a surprise. It's gonna be for you guys. Uh, it's the Queen Mary. Um, just some background for our listeners. Uh, construction on the Queen Mary began in 1930 in Clydebank, Scotland. Uh, despite the downturns of the 30s caused by an economic worldwide shutdown that every government. Wait, no. Wait, no, that's wrong. No, the Great Depression. Yeah, the Great Depression. Sorry, I got 2020 and 1930 thing. confused. Um, 
Cunard Line, the company behind the construction, spared no expense on building Queen Mary, known to them as job number 534. You should also clarify to anyone listening who doesn't know, the Queen Mary is a boat. It Ooh. is a floating hotel, also known as a boat. So it could have been a rolling boat. on the river. Right. Yeah. It Big is. River. It is a boat. It is a, a, not a giant a boat. boat. I think the well, Queen Mary would be a little upset at you calling her a boat when she's a ship. I did me. say she's that it was an ocean liner. Okay. I said 1936. It's a vessel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's an ocean-going vessel. Just a reminder. That then. is totally autonomous it is a ship. and has rights. She is a ship. Yeah. Why did they name them she's all the time? They used to all the time. Why would you want to stay on the Because they King weren't nine non-binary. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Question answered. <laughs> Apparently they had dick. So, I don't know. So, what is a dickhead? I don't know. What are they, uh, right. So, Where am I at? What am I, don't I know. doing? Who I, am I? No, don't know who you are. Who is this? That was a famous um, saying from a vice presidential candidate when he ran with Ross Perot, which mm, was the downfall, by the way. True. If anybody knows who Ross Perot is. True Ross international. He was the one that made the famous the great sucking sound from the South. Didn't he run? That was a song by Disney. By what, the way. what? What in God's name Wait, is didn't happening? He run I, I'm as, so lost. As a Republican against? No, he ran as an independent. Yeah, he did. But but against, Bill Clinton won the that's, election. That, right? A lot of people believe that's why Bill Clinton well, won well, that what first happened, time. What happened? I thought it was is, his suave so, saxophone. So uh, I told, I told. Well, he was the Hillary. First, according to him, he was the first African American ever. I told Hillary that we needed to find somebody to get me right in office. Okay, so we got this guy named Ross Perot. He came right in, introduced me as man. I mean, woman named Monica. You gotta, and, uh, you gotta listen to Ross Perot sometime. Do you I? could do that voice. I could. It's a great voice. Yeah. But only you and I would know. Who I'm is. Ross Perot. No, no. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he had a <laughs> squeaky voice like this. He was. Uh, he, he was. A, he was a caricature from the oh, 1930s cartoons. Smart as hell, rich as hell. <laughs> I'm but, Ross Perot. But he, <laughs> he carved away a bunch of the vote. Yeah, that's what happens. And you know, originally, the reason I brought him up in the first place is he spent like three weeks during his campaign in, in California mm. as a, a, a three-week resident of the Queen Mary. Interesting. Stayed there the whole time. Very strange. Yeah, he, he had black hair when he began. He had solid white hair when he came off. I wonder well, it makes sense. To he saw any spooky ghosts. Well, I think so. interestingly enough, um, on the topic of the Queen Mary, uh, legend, I don't know who's legend, but apparently legends, just generally speaking, has it that the board of directors at Cunard had decided to name the ship the Queen Victoria early on. Uh, when the Cunard director... Gre- when the Cunard directors went to ask King George, I believe it was the fifth, his blessing of the name stating, we have decided to name our new ship after England's greatest queen. King George responded by saying, my wife, Queen Mary, will be delighted that you're naming the ship after her. He got some serious points for that one. Yes, he did. Uh, her maiden voyage was on May 27th, 1936, departing from Southampton, England. And she was retired as an active ocean liner in 1967. And over the tenure of Queen Mary's voyages, she carried 2.2 million passengers in peacetime and 810,000 military personnel in World War II. Since then, an estimated 50 million people have visited her in Long Beach, California. I apologize to each and every one of them. Uh, The day the ship was launched, a well-known English psychic lady mabel fortescue harrison what a name predicted the queen mary will now will know her greatest fame and popularity when she never sails another mile or carries another fair paying passenger jokes on you lady mabel oh, fortescue right harrison i paid somewhat of a fare to get on to the ship overnight 
Liar. No, a fair. I understand what a fair is, but I still paid them money. She's so you're she's probably more than what a ticket costs originally. Uh, yes, significantly more. It's not so, a cheap hotel. It's not 1936 anymore. Uh, comparably to the other hotels on this list, it is quite affordable. But it's very nostalgic. Yeah, it's quite. The affordable. ceilings are about six foot tall. Total. I mean, it's not a motel. It's a nice hotel, but the the well, well motels can't be nice. All I'm saying what, what is you, the, rooms are, the rooms are the rooms are not hotel. updated. You know, you the rooms know are the original between a hotel status. And a hotel? Uh, one's easier to get prostituted. Oh my god! <laughs> Classy. No, isn't a motel a motor hotel where you can drive up to your basically where you stay and enter the door? Kind of never thought thing. about. You kind of do the same thing. I've at never a hotel. thought about hotel, it. Hotel, you enter the hotel through a lobby. Can, you, can, you can. No, you can. I don't drive my car through the lobby. Okay, <laughs> so that's a hotel. <laughs> Um, so there's a, I mean, there's a ton of haunted stuff. Uh, and just to run through this because we have our own personal haunted story and by knowing there is an afterlife and things in the unknown, it makes these things much scarier. (laughs) Spooky, 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 spooky. So there are many legends of the queen Mary. Uh, the first one being the white lady that is not at all a problematic statement. Um, one woman apparently checked in, but never checked back out. Guests and workers have witnessed sightings of the white lady, a woman dressed in ghostly in a ghostly white evening gown floating at the end of the first class lounge called the Queen's Salon for more than half a century. Is this where the Eagles got their line? <sighs> she you has check a, in and you can't check out. Maybe she has white ghost privilege. I never check She's out the first floor. Like I always just leave the hotel before checkout. I time. Have, when's the last time you turned in a key? I don't. Oh, I did drop it in the Dropbox last time. I, I just, oh, I keep nice them. That was nice of me, but. I keep them. For you years, I literally just would walk away from the hotel and be like, eh, they'll figure it out. That's kind of the way. Or I they'll just never it. check Which on you. Which is probably, probably not the best way to do it because people show up early and they need to know they have rooms. Well, they automatically so check you out. So now I feel out. a little bad. They automatically check you out at like 10 or 11, whenever it says. It's usually 11, check in at four, check out at 11, typically. Yeah. Is that a hotel or a motel? It's a hotel. Both. Um. What's would you prefer a hotel over a motel? Depends if I want a quick getaway or not. Mm. Do you guys see this photo I put in here? What I do you do. think? I think it's a smudge on the lens, but I do oh see. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, shame on you, you unbeliever! Unbeliever! What is unbeliever? How can you? How can, no? Unbeliever. Honestly, let's back up a second here. Here we go. Here we go down the down the little tunnel, the ghost tunnel. Oh wait, I have ambience music. We should be playing this while we talk about this. I'm looking at this photo in front Mm -hmm. of me right now, and it is showing down the hallway. I'm believing this is towards the Queen Salon. And there is... Okay, I was making a joke about this We'll pop this this onto the... There, Yes, you can see the photo. There is a red circle around what looks to be a figure. Oh, wait, there's a figure there? I thought the circle was the haunting. It's got... What's this red circle here? That is just them showing what to look at. Oh, there devil. is gotcha. what looks gotcha. like a figure to be just a little shorter than the door in the foreground and uh, could be a ghost. You know, I feel like this music this is, is like... This is like looking at clouds and yeah. finding animals. I, I feel like this music is like I like this intro. Music. I do like, like this music. Like this. In 2003, there was a young man. I'm kind of liking this music. You'll have to he, play this when I tell my ghost story. I'm feeling like place. what we should do now is turn the cameras upside down he worked for the washington herald or post and he discovered that the queen mary is actually a giant scam okay 
That's enough I can't, of that. You know, I'm I'm kind of upset with you guys on this. Why? I can see already there's a lot of, you know, deliberate... <laughs> there, there's a lot of yeah, speak more. Yep. negative vibes. Well, because we're talking, well, we're talking well, about wait, wait. I don't think you guys have had enough life experience to truly engage with this properly and understand mm. the imprint that we all yeah. have on this world and how it... Yeah. How it... Preach. <laughs> let me throw a little... How it comes out into the... Preach. The physical. Let, yep. me, let me throw a little teaser then out there. Yes. Yep. We're getting through some of these stories, but towards the end of this little segment, I will tell the story that we experienced mm. while spending the night on Queen Mary. That is a little scary. It's a little scary. Well, Just a little bit. Stories. It's stories. actually terrifying. I might be coaxed to share as well. Terrifying. It terrifying. Because terrifying. we did have Echo. an experience Echo. on the boat. I will share it. Experiences on the boat itself. Together. On the boat. Going in toward the Queen Salon? No, in our room. In we, had, room we, had an, we had an experience in our room together. I don't know if I really want to know about this. <laughs> we had an experience in our room together on a boat late at night. I don't think this is the right music anymore. <laughs> I think you should have but it. Let's move along. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So there's the white lady. Um, there's also little Jackie. Uh, Jacqueline Torrin was about six when she drowned in the ship's... Wait a second. Jacqueline Torrin was about six when she drowned in the ship's second-class pool, now the Royal Theater. Guests report her splashing, calling for her parents, and even responding to questions asked by guests. Some believe a little girl named Sarah, Jackie's friend, also drowned in the same pool in 1949. This is E! Entertainment. So that pool room, we gotta have a fade out. We yeah. walked past the doors to it, and you aren't allowed in there. No, anymore. you're not. But you, you can you can see like uh, there's see, glass I, panels, and you can well, you look can see through. her silhouette. You guys, I went through the whole ship when I was there. When did you when did you do that? Because we went through the whole ship except the see, pool. See, I've never been able to say this publicly before. It scared me so much. I got to make up some shit now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, mine's I, not made up. I had an experience in my room. Wait, wait, go, 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 go. ship. I did. It was real. I was walking by the lounge. Did you see a light bubble? Suddenly, there was. I actually a little circle honestly, light bubble. I went, did. I saw. I saw a couple dust bunnies come flying out from under Dear the chair. God, yeah. they were like the dust bunnies from uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail at the very end. Mm. Just the rabbits. Yeah. No, yeah. The vicious bunnies tearing everybody to shreds. Yeah, that was a good but, movie. But no, I was able to have a tour at the time. Mm. This was in. Oof. Like ninety five, maybe mm. something like that. Last century it was last century. Mm-hmm. Back and, in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, that's when the spruce goose was still next door, and I could see the, I could see Hugh Hefner's ghost, who was still alive at the time, since it was Howard Hughes, over there, looking on at the 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 proud Mary, mm-hmm. and the Queen Mary at the same time while he was smoking proud Mary. So what did you ever go to the boat? Oh yeah, you went. I've been there a bunch of times. You saw, you saw the whole thing. Yeah, you I did. Them. Okay, I actually, you know, there's. Did you go on a tour? Yeah. yeah. What, what are your there thoughts? Is the, it haunted? The, where they held all the the um, World War Two yeah. army? Yeah, uh-huh. I, I was in that. Mm-hmm. I was in the oh. second class pool. Mm-hmm. We didn't. They go, let us do laps, so we just didn't do. We didn't go into the pool. You didn't do laps. He's never. He's <laughs> never been. He's never. I've been, no. I have been there. Lie. He Absolutely, has been, but he we, had, we had a we had a Christmas party. Liar. As a matter of fact. So after a few rounds of scotch, things got real interesting. 
I was seeing all kinds of ghosts. The ghosts got handsy, and I didn't say no. <laughs> the ghosts got handsy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's uh, little Jackie. Uh, there's John Henry, uh, another ghost. Uh, he's been a resident there for a while. He applied in a long time ago, like late 1800s. Uh, Henry worked in the boiler room, and it was here that his remains were found. He was crushed to death while trying to flee a fire in the engine room. Ghost hunters report seeing Henry's shadow figure lurking between the boiler room and the green room. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we saw that. We walked through Well, there. I didn't see John Henry, but no. yes, we walked yeah, to that area. And I know either. exactly there's like a like a weird door opening mm-hmm. that they say he got crushed in. No, you know, honestly, you're thinking, if, you're there are the truly, oh. if there are truly ghosts, the imprints of previous humans in their lives on... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, construction things in the world today. Well, ships would serious. be ships. Ships would be for sure one of them. Yeah. Think about the number of tragedies in the world over the course of human civilization, and the number of human beings that have been lost yeah. under the ocean mm-hmm. waves. Norwegian you know? cruise lines in 2018, 2019. Oh, the Arizona. Yeah. There's still bodies in the Arizona. Oh, we're talking about ships that sank. I thought we were talking about the COVID 19 thing when everyone got COVID on the cruise line and proceeded to. <laughs> Expel their demons. <laughs> they they expelled something. The USS it. Arizona is the ship that sank in Pearl Harbor. One correct? of yeah. several, or one of, but one it's of the several, one that's yes. still there. There's Battleship. an Arizona monument. There's still something there. going on. Go they, they 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 did something to it. Didn't weren't they like reconstructing the memorial? Through, I think they were redoing the memorial because the memorial walks out over top of it. Like if you well, go to Pearl a, Harbor, you can you take a boat out. Yeah. to it and then there's a platform mm-hmm. where you can look down on it mm. you can I see think it they the might water. have yeah. been redoing the memorial I think that's what it was yeah yeah but my my whole point is is over the course of history uh, there's been so many people lost to the oceans it's incredible yeah so if, if there are certainly you know ghosts you know things like I don't know you know Jack or Rose Mm-hmm. You know, on the Titanic, mm-hmm. Jack, just Jack Rose just, lived. Well, she finally died. She killed his ass, and she threw she threw Stabbed a, him in the eyes. Like one trillion dollar. I know her granddaughters are like, "What the hell are you doing? That yeah, was my worse. inheritance." Yeah, exactly. Well, jokes on them; they were Nazis. Okay. All I can say is there was room on that door. There was. There was. Say. Yeah, there was room on that door. We'll talk but about he that. Crossed one over. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Over the equator. Um, as he got. Old. I don't think there was an iceberg <laughs> down by the equator. But. Uh, another ghost that is on the Queen Mary, apparently, uh, is also known as Grumpy the Growling Ghost. Uh, this he was spirit a, was... I he was one of Snow White's friends. Yeah, well, that's him. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, whose actual identity is not known, tends to growl at visitors. Grumpy is rumored to lurk in a room under the stairs near the first-class swimming pool and sometimes joins John Henry at the boiler room. They get together and play cards. Um, and then there's John Petter, who you are thinking of. Oh, I uh, see. During its time, its time in service, there were 49 deaths reported on the Queen Mary. One of that was uh, one of which was John Petter, aka Half Hatch Harry. The infamous door 13, located in the shaft alley, crushed the 18-year-old crewman to death when he was playing chicken with another crewman, as one does in the boiler room. Um, Petter is known to leave behind greasy handprints in areas where he roams. I have a picture of that door. Do you? I do. Yeah, I laid down and pretended it was me to taunt the ghosts. They were chicken. You're a they ghost taunter. Out. Yeah, you'd be good on uh, that that TV show, Zach. Oh, I'm Zach Baggins. You'd be you'd oh. because he always he's like, I want you to hit me in the nose, punch my. <laughs> 
I love that show. Flip my nuts, ghost. <laughs> hey, I think, me in the I think Zach Baggins. What's I think the they capital have of Thailand? Right? Boom! Tell me right now. Hey. <laughs> A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Could you solve oh, that for no, me, Pythagorean is here. Please. The ghost of Pythagorean <laughs> has made it. Boom, um, Yeah, that would have been really What was funny. that? Say that again. Boom, 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 boom. Sound like um, uh, you need a picnic basket. Either, either, boo boo. Um, yeah, and then finally, uh, out of all the ghosts, because there's millions of them probably, but they only have like six that they've named, because why name a million? Um, Dana, the last one, legend has it that someone murdered a young woman named Dana and her family in room B-474. The killer strangled Dana's little sister and mother on the bed, then shot Dana to death in the bathroom. Dana's spirit can be found lurking with other ghostly children in the second-class pool, and sometimes joins Grumpy and John. Why, why would they strangle John Henry in the boiler room? Why, why would they strangle the two and then uh, shoot her in the I, bathroom? I, look, it's a legend, so I can laugh about it. If it happened, it's sad. If it also happened a long time ago, but I. Where are you going, Dana? Oh, I'm gonna go join Grumpy and John Henry in the boiler room for well, a game hey, of cards. It's it's like the community center for ghosts. Yeah, you know you got to hang out and do something. Oh, why exactly? When you're when you're caught between one life and the afterlife, and you're just hanging out in purgatory on a luxury or, ship. Well, yeah, but you got to. It's like, oh damn, it's time to go to work. Let's a go question, scare some people. The question I have you is: know? Is all the stuff in the afterlife like the same as here? So you die and you're like a ghost. You do if you don't all make of a sudden, it. All of a sudden, like there's, you wake up on the Queen Mary. It's 845. You take a stroll right down to the little area it's where like everyone has food. And Stranger Things. And, and there's food and there's servers and they just all look really dead. But the food's great and the coffee's good. Mm. I think that's what happens. Just saying. Uh, for those of you who like to be haunted when you sleep at night, uh, if you want to stay at the Queen Mary, prices for the rooms hover around $150 a night. No freaking way. That's not what we paid. That's what I looked at. I looked right now. We yeah. got an upcharged like 300%. That, well, you didn't, you you didn't tell anybody. You stayed in room B. You stayed in room B474. No, I actually remember we didn't stay in that room because I was a little freaked out. <laughs> you could have uh, you rented okay, that room. Bail. Why were you freaked out? You could have rented that room. Uh, no, I don't think I could. Actually, I remember we were there on a weekend and it was there was some event or like a work party or something going on. Because I remember standing in line to check in mm. at the, the check in desk and there was a ton of people there in gowns and stuff that were getting ready. Like like there was a work event or something like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, no, we didn't stay in that room, but we did stay in another room. That was creepy. What happened? Well, yeah. What happened? Tell us what happened. Well, wait, wrong one. <laughs> Okay, all right. What happened? So we were there to celebrate your birthday, and we decided to do all the fun things that you do for, like, all the touristy things on the Queen Mary. Uh-huh. So we'd signed up for the ghost tour. We had dinner with our ghost tour person with a big group of people who were huh? also there with us. How much was the ghost tour? I don't remember. Dear God. But, yes, there were two people there. I'm sure the price was scary. But, anyway, we had a great <laughs> dinner. And then we did the tour of the boat. He's telling us all these stories about all these ghosts and taking pictures and photos, which I have. I have a ton. Maybe I'll put some up on the video so you can see them. And yeah, it was it was very interesting. I remember we were both so exhausted. We stayed up a little bit and uh, went to the little hotel bar and then we went to bed. 
And the rooms themselves are basically original for what they were when the passengers traveled. You've got the bathroom, which has the knobs that say like salt water versus fresh water and everything in the shower. And then you had a little porthole and our porthole looked out into the Long Beach Harbor, which is gorge. Ah. Oh, sorry. I had a flashback. Um, so you have your little bed and it's just a very modest room. We go to bed. Now, I sleep through the night. I don't, I'm a very heavy sleeper. I don't, I sleep on my back, which is something to actually note here. I usually always sleep on my back. This is where it gets scary. And I never wake up at night. Spooky piano. And I was a little creeped out before the tour, but honestly, we had a lot of fun on the tour. We were talking to other, like other couples and families there, and we were having a good time. Or we were so all so we thought. We were having more of a good time. I was not in a scared mind frame when we went to bed or anything. It was just like, oh, this was just a fun thing. No mm. big deal. Mm. So... <laughs> He, the, the bed's pushed up against a wall mm. and my dear husband here. That was not your husband at the time. What? Blasphemy. Then. Yep. He's sleeping against the wall and I'm sleeping. On the uh, floor. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 I'm sleeping on the outer edge of the bed, which opens up to the small room. <laughs> and you know me. Always the chivalrous one. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> yeah, let me take oh the bed God. while you take the floor, honey. Okay. It was a small room, but mm. uh, I remember I woke up. Mm. Now, I've never had an experience like this before this we or need, after. We need mood music. Yeah, it's the only one I have. We need to go back to it. I woke up. Mm -hmm. Middle of the night. She's awake. It was completely... Like it was dark, but the porthole, you had a little bit of like moonlight shining in. I'm snoring. He was not snoring. He doesn't snore. It's dead quiet. Dead quiet. He actually sleeps like he's dead. Let me just put it this <laughs> way. You always try to check him? Oh. Yeah. He, he doesn't snore. He hardly <laughs> breathes. Like I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> I make zombie noises when I sleep. Uh. I'm on my back. I can't move. I wasn't thinking rationally at the time at all about what was going on. So you could assume now in hindsight, I was having a sleep paralysis moment. But I've never had it since. So this was odd. I'm mm. on my back. I can't move. My neck and my head, they're like lying on the pillow. And I'm, I start feeling like panicky. Like I'm like, oh, I, I remember sitting there saying panicking and it felt like someone was watching me. And I could feel it. Like I could, I could just feel the presence of something watching me. And I could feel, you know, Wolfie over here. He was next to me on the bed, but something else was in the room. I could just sense it. And my eyes, I remember looking, I was lying, at, looking at the ceiling and all of a sudden the smell, like this extremely potent smell of Old syrup. Spice. No, oh, syrup. <laughs> Like very strong waffles and syrup was like overpowering. It was, it was, it was crazy. And I remember I, I could still like have my farts smell like syrup. <laughs> I can still imagine it. So I can, I can think about it like so clear in my head, the smell of it. And I look kind of look in the peripherals of my eyes and there is someone standing at the end of the bed, just standing there. And I can assume it was male. Sexist. That's just what it was my head. Sexist. It was a male standing tall, Sexist. tall and standing there at the end of the bed with a hat on like a, like a, like a ship hat, 
hat, like a, I don't know how to explain it. Like what I would imagine a sailor would a wear. A sailor's hat. Yes. In a dark, long sleeve coat. I remember it had like big shoulders and it was just standing there. I couldn't see the face. It just reminded me like of a, a sailor or a captain or some naval officer of some type. And I couldn't move. I couldn't move at all. I just remember I was panicking. I was starting to breathe really fast. Like I could just, maybe I was dreaming. I don't know, but I just remember it so clearly. I've never had another experience like this before. And I don't know what happened. I must've sat there for a while uh, or at least what felt like a while. It could have been a couple seconds. Next thing I know, I'm waking up. It's morning. It's daytime. Uh, I, I, I'm sitting there thinking what I like, I remembered so clearly what happened, but it was morning and it was clearly like I was awake. Now I could move. I got up, went to go brush my teeth, you know, use the restroom, all that stuff. And then I told you, we went to breakfast the next, like the next hour or so we went down to breakfast and she spoke to me and I could and re- smell. And she, she realized that I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Wolf, <laughs> you want to go to breakfast and have some waffles? And I said, I have you this strange alive. desire for said, syrupy waffles. Well, no, I remember being, we were down at breakfast and I had coffee and I was getting stuff. And I remember sitting there and I could smell that smell all over again. It was very strong, waffly, like waffles. It, I just kept thinking of waffles, pancakes. You know, if you're going to have a nightmare about a ghost, smelling waffles is not a bad yeah, way to go. Yeah, I thought this would be scary. I, yes. You know, but the, I mean, interestingly, most people, even when they have vivid dreams, cannot remember their dreams years later. Mm. No, I remember so this clearly. I don't clearly. think you were asleep. She remembers all of her dreams. Not all she of them. She recites them to me. Well, I've also told a Every lot of day. people about this one because it was so vivid and I've never had another experience like that before. And yeah, you know, the, the, the explanation is, oh, you had a sleep paralysis thing. So you were like half awake, half dreaming. Yeah, but sleep paralysis is partly an analogous to fear of some kind. So mm-hmm. something created that. Well, the thing that really stood out to me the most, and I think why I remember it so clearly is the smell, mm. the smell of syrup. Like, I'm, like I'm, I don't I'm know. Sorry, I don't know. It was so strong. I just, I, really I remember it so clearly. I wasn't feeling well Waffles. that night. I wasn't feeling well. <laughs> and I had the McDonald's, uh, what is it? The McGriddle. The McGriddle. So, oh, oh, that's, that, that's the smell right there. Dude, the McGriddle. Actually, started talking similar. about it and I got hungry for McGriddle. There's no, there was McGriddles no like. Are awesome. They are the best. No, it awesome. was like pure, like I'd stuck my nose in a, like a molasses or like maple syrup. Like a it was so strong. A McGriddle machine. Sure. Well, that's my story. It's scary. Your commentary made it a little less scary. Very but scary. I mean, I think about it, it freaks me out. Well, that giant ship has got, I mean, it's got some scary elements to it. it There's really some does. scary it's, elements, yeah. You, <laughs> those are woozles. <laughs> What's the other thing with woozles? It's just Winnie the Heflumps? Pooh. Heffalumps and woozles. woozles. Yeah, yeah those are scary. Yeah. You want to talk about ghosts, man. When I was a kid... And I saw heffalumps and woozles for the first time. I had nightmares for a week. Yeah, woozles were scary. Freaking heffalumps and woozles yeah. all over the screen, dancing around. Poor Christopher and Robin. And, well, I think on that note, this is the 5 p.m. installment of Wolf News. I am Carter Page, aka known as the Wolf, and we are going to take a quick break. 
But when we get back, we're going to dive more deeper, more deeper, not deeper, more deeper into the spooky hotels. We'll be back in about five minutes. I like, want to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Carter Page. Welcome back to the 5 p.m. installments of whatever the news I said was before. We are back to talk about spooky hotels. I'm currently with the bull, and we also have Beowulf across from me. We are going to dive into the psyche behind her trauma. (laughs) (laughs) We're going there now. Oh my God. Where did, where did the maple man, (laughs) where did the maple man, where did he touch you? Was it here? Right there? Did he touch you there? Or was it here? Where did the maple man come from? Take a maybe, deep breath. Maybe Take he, a deep breath. Maybe, Breathe. <laughs> maybe the syrup man possessed you. And I actually married the syrup man this whole syrup. time. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> Let's move on from the Queen Mary. <sighs> She's getting dusty. Let's go. Well, I am the wolf, also known as the syrup man. Better yet known in the legends of old as the maple man and we are going to talk about hotel del coronado is that how you're supposed to say it? moving slightly down the coast yeah moving slightly, slightly down the coast from coronado's the, better than long was, beach that was once a stop for the queen mary by the way of course it was and they doomed her to a real version of hell by putting her in Long Beach. Anyway, uh, Hotel Dell, located in San Diego, California, are old stomping grounds. <laughs> is uh, well known for the most famous guests um, that it housed, including Marilyn Monroe, Jack Lemon, Tony Curtis, Frank Sinatra, Catherine Hepburn, Ronald Reagan, Jack Nicholson, Oprah Winfrey, and Frank Baum, the author of The Wizard of Oz. On a side note, Baum designed the chandeliers hanging in the crown room, based them on the crown worn by the lion in Oz. Yeah, kind of a cool little... Nice that is little, a beautiful... Yeah, nice little... Beautiful hotel. There. How does it his is voice it's fantastic. How does his voice go? Last time we were at the Hotel Dell, we were lion. we were there for Christmas. They decorate for oh. Christmas. Really beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. They do. They the we went ice ring. skating on the beach. Well, I went ice skating on the beach. You took baby's she first went. steps. It's okay. Wow. It's okay. Wow. In other Maple words, man just throws baby on the bus. Ice skater. The syrup man. <laughs> Sticky boy. Yuck. Well. Um. So in the 130 years of its operation, Hotel Del Coronado has plenty of memories, not all of them as pleasant as the others. Mm. Ours is in the pleasant memory category. We did have a pleasant time last time we were there. Um, So history, uh, the opening night of the Hotel Del was a pricey $2.50, including all meals in 1888. I love inflation. Those are no longer the prices. No, not even close. On a day stay at Hotel Del. Uh, (laughs) That's the price for one stick of gum there. Not even even that. It has a Hotel Del stamp of inflation. Uh, The total cost of the hotel was $1 million, with nearly half of the price coming from the hotel's furnishings. Um, On a side note, the hotel didn't use a single nail during its construction, instead opting for wooden pegs. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm, I figured they just leaned everything <laughs> against each other. Yeah, they did the old uh, Coliseum strategy. That's right. Yeah. Um, so the haunted stuff, uh, passing away in 1892, Katie Morgan's death is the stuff of legend. Oh, yeah, I've got to do the whole, the wait, technical difficulties. Her death has become embellished with many exaggerations, which makes it difficult to decide for the truth. Isn't that embellishment is exaggerating? 
Maybe. No one's sure. <laughs> I feel like I should talk like what's his name, the Priceline guy. Uh, Kate Farmer was born around 1864 in Iowa. Kate's mother died when she was only a toddler. So she lived primarily. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, 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 right. Right. <laughs> I can't do it. Give it up. Damn it, Jim! I'm a doctor, not a ghost. <laughs> doctor, not a ghost hunter. Uh, she primarily lived with her maternal grandfather. In 1885, she married a man named Thomas Morgan, a man who was pretty distasteful. He gambled and he hustled. I don't know what hustled. Just was Damn, just usually making money. He usually was, a gambler who's not just gambling. They're usually cheating. Mm, they're hustling. Gotcha. He's a cheating gambler. So gambling's fine if you have an addiction there, but cheating and gambling's wrong. Um, mental note. Called Noted. him the Maple Man. He was the Maple. He was the Canadian Maple Man. Uh, unhappy, Katie ran away with another man in 1890, but was reunited with Thomas in 1892 as they traveled west robbing and swindling railway passengers. So she wanted to get away from it, but she was drawn to it like a magnet. Yes. She, like a moth to a flame. She's the criminal here. Like a waffle saying. to maple syrup. Yes. Like a, a shadowy figure to a, a, a Beowulf. Uh, she arrived in Los Angeles in 1892 alone and found a job as a maid in one of the well-to- Excuse me. Well-to-do households in L.A. Sorry, I tasted vomit when I said well to do <laughs> in November of 1892 this is too much in November in 1892 she arrived in San Diego alone and checked into the hell hope the hell the hell the hotel <laughs> del hotel hell golden Ramsey hotel del Coronado under the name of Lottie Bernard that was her name what? does not even sound real uh, the staff of the hotel thought, thought she was sick she looked melancholy and that she was suffering uh, and then she said that she was waiting for a companion to join her. According to the San Diego Tribune, they've been around for a long time. Holy crap. Uh, Kate claimed that housekeepers, uh, she told housekeepers that she had stomach, stomach cancer and heart disease and that she was waiting on her brother to take care of her. There is no evidence that she had a doctor who was a, a brother who was a doctor. Um, on November 29th, Kate Morgan's body was found on an exterior stair stairway leading down to the beach. She was in the first trimester of pregnancy and her gun lay by her side. A single gunshot wound to the head ended her life. Using a pseudonym and a false registration made it challenging to ID her body. For months after Kate Morgan's death, newspapers across the county, uh, country reported on the suicide of the beautiful and mysterious stranger. They referred you know to it as that, a double homicide. You know what that has the earmarks of, the way you described that, though? Something I've heard somewhere <clears throat> about, let me see if I can remember it, GW, I think it was. Are you? A triumph are, are you talking about? Yes. Are you, very are you referring to that wasn't it the was self-inflicted did first they check chat? her neck did he strangle did they check her did neck did George Washington strangle Kate Morgan I think possible I, I think it is possible I we need to find evidence of this Dr. Bull did they, these are heavy allegations did they find any wooden teeth or a wig dear god they did Let, let's it. hope everyone here has listened to the Hot Bee podcast Christ. the sister podcast <laughs> otherwise you're like what on earth are they talking about? Welcome well, to if the they haven't listened to Hot B, <laughs> welcome what to Wolf and Bull. We're all on psychedelic drugs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, officials thought it was a suicide based on the info that they had. She was sick, alone, showed strange mannerisms. Of course, anything to do with being a woman back then was strange. So, of course, she showed strange mannerisms. Um, 
They found that the bullet that had killed her in 1989, by the way, by a guy named Alan May, he found that the bullet that had killed her was on a, was from a different caliber of gun. Like I said. Yeah. But George Washington, very he, doesn't, he doesn't use... He, he doesn't use rifles. He uses his hands. He's that a was very that was a different murderer. time traveler was covering up for him. So you're saying that it was a time traveling version of it George was Washington probably who was a time traveler originally. Judy Garland going back in time to cover See, I didn't think for about George that. I didn't Washington. Think about strangulation. That. Yeah, I didn't. That's that's like forty chests deep of Inception. Um, that's too much. So it's suspected, obviously, by the well, people. You said Frank Baum was there. Yeah. Well, well he, there's your connection. Wizard of Oz. That is a good point. Wow. You, you and God. I remember you talking about Munchausen syndrome, and the first thing I thought was no. It had That's it. why they named them the Munchkins. It was Frank Baum. It's not Munchausen. It was Frank Baum. It's Munchkin syndrome. Munchkin syndrome, yeah. That was good. I like that one. That deserves that deserves a that deserves a that's good. Thank you. Thank you very that's much. That's the bull, everyone. I'll be here all night. He gets the Academy Award of funniest. 4 4D chess joke ever created. Um so obviously obviously by the boring people in the world it's suspected that uh <clears throat> her husband Tom Morgan shot her uh because he heard of the pregnancy news and he became so upset that he murdered his wife. Hey they didn't have they didn't have the options we have today okay here we go um here we go so there's paranormal activity i'm not even gonna go there there's paranormal activity uh obviously at this hotel uh originally she was in hotel room 312 and the room that she has stayed in since has since had its number changed so well they really don't want people freaking out about that do they knows what room it is Mm. um guests have reported electrical equipment issues like when they bring up their leaf i think the room is on the third floor well yeah well when the guests bring their leaf blowers and their you know imax and their ps5s they have electrical issues uh unexplained cold spots and a shadowy phantom patiently waiting in the windows has been seen uh hotel dell claims Today, Kate's spirit seems to have remained at the Dell, where she tends to occupy this guy always comes up here, her this. former guest room. But her beautiful vision and ghostly pranks can be experienced throughout the rambling resorts of the grounds. Frodo Baggins. I, was gonna, I don't think you sound like Gondo. I think you sound like... Uh, hey, hey! I was going to say Bob Marley, but that's the wrong guy. He's Rasta. I'm talking about Mr. Marley <laughs> yeah. from from Scrooge. Yeah, Bob Marley. I don't know. How to, I don't know his voice. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> not Bob Marley. Uh, if you want to stay at the Hotel Dell, uh, if you're an insane person, uh, the prices hover for around six hundred dollars per night. Uh, it's I, a beautiful place. Yeah, man. you look so over the shore there, and they've got so expensive. Six hundred. The Hyatt is for 600. that place right on the beach. So it's not that bad. Shush. Shush. Stop trying to get me to spend my money. (laughs) Stop. I'm saving it for waffles and syrup. I'm saving it for a lifetime (laughs) supply of waffles and syrup. Yeah, Um, yeah, I don't... This one isn't... Hotel Bell is not that creepy. They're all creepy. No, no. Well, the creepiness is turning on music, getting there at night... Exactly. Walking around the the hallways, which are all built for freaking munchkins. Are there were much smaller? Why are there other people here with me? Flickering lights instead of 
luminescence. You, I, you got, you got can, think about this at the time. <laughs> there was barely electricity at the time of these things we're talking yeah. about. So they had Imagine candles going on. Imagine how creepy those hallways were. It's freaking were. creepy well, today. I go there now and I walk in and immediately, oh my God. It is God. an absolutely beautiful, stunning it's place. $600 a night and there's children. But here's the thing you don't realize about all what? these places. They build these places with false walls and rooms and corridors and, and things no and nails. basements and stuff like no that. No nails. Fuck the nails. Well, no. Whoa. Hey, don't that do out, that. That is not conducive to a healthy and responsible sex life. <laughs> what? <laughs> you said fuck the nails. I'm just saying I don't the nine inch do nails, that. The band, the nine inch nails. Anyway, uh, where was I? I was lost in he's time. Forgotten lost in these he's places forgotten were built with, this, the, for, with walls and that well, were I'm just false saying that none of these places are what you think they are. Uh, the people that build these stay, giant obviously. hotels, giant, any of these places, they build stuff to have corridors and convenience. Well, well you think know, about it this way. Do you think every it, hotel is like, what's his name? What was that guy? It was a serial killer. That guy that had like... H.H. H. Holmes. You think every hotel is like H.H.'s home, H. H. Holmes' house? Yeah, pretty much. Every single one? Pretty much. Walking oh, Now, the ones that aren't are the ones that look like freaking prisons, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> walk into Hotel Disney. <laughs> this kid walks Disney. down the hallway, a door opens. <laughs> this kid sucked in never to be seen again. Sent to China. Well... Well, well, Disney has a whole resort, they a, or, or they have a resort. Whole, they have an under. They have an no, underworld. They, they have, have a freaking no. city. Oh my gosh, no! They Excuse have an me. island that has all of their castaway like, key. No, they no, not that either. They have uh, a water park that's uh, been Atlantis, abandoned on an Atlantis. island. In it, no, <laughs> <laughs> Epstein Island. <laughs> <laughs> in orlando one of the small little islands on those lakes mm. there's one with an old like little water park adventure yeah. land thing yeah. that they abandoned yeah, yeah. and people like to go there and videotape hey, it and they get banned for life from that's Disney the World. same thing have you ever gone around tom sawyer island like thoroughly i walked in once like walked no. in the water although and, two people <laughs> did die at disneyland getting like well, Augustus Gloop. Thing. No, no, oh. no. Like Augustus Gloop sucked into the thing. Oh, that's you don't a, say. After grad night Wait, back what, in like the what, 80s. What? Swimming to Tom Sawyer Island. Why? Yeah, it's a podcast you should do. Deaths at Disneyland. That would be awesome. We already did a Disneyland episode, didn't we? No. You did we Disneyland. talk about we them constantly, about it. but we didn't have to I'm sorry, we're off. derailing. Death, death from Disney and maple syrup. That's we were talking we about hotels, and now we're talking about Disney. My, my whole point is, is these ornate hotels, these things that have artistry around them, things in Europe, for instance, oh castles gosh. and churches and all that. You can tell they were old not, residences. They're not pragmatic. They don't have just, oh, here's our 19,000 rooms and our this many bathrooms. and this. No, no. You don't build something like that without real architectural plans here's you our know, 20 walls here's our 20,000 corridors rooms. basements <laughs> we've got 20,000 rooms excuse me and we've got a ball pit <laughs> a what a ball pit and it's hidden behind a bunch of different doors no how, how do you think things like freemasonry and illuminati and all this other weird secret society shit how do you think they ever hid anywhere 
they became architects and, and they became civil engineers and things like that. When they built shit, they built it for more than one purpose. Welcome to InfoWars. I'm Alex <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about how the alien lizard people have developed a insatiable need for Disney children. Sucking them into the walls of every single theme park, deep down into the islands of Atlantis and in Japan. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give Japan a bad name like that. You know what? Hey, the cherry blossoms. Uh, awesome. I would love to visit the uh, the forest, um, you know but what? not pull uh, that one the guy's decision. Logan Paul. Yeah, not pull Logan Paul. I don't know what he did. Let's go to good. Spooky Hotel Number Three. Yes, Spooky Hotel Number Three. Taking us to Arkansas, I see. Yeah, there's a lot of spooky things in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> there are some spooky things in Arkansas. <laughs> Sorry, Arkansas listeners. I've actually never that's, been, so I have, okay. I have, I have, I have no that's right where to they say that. The kind toothbrush, of you know that, right? Well, because in any other state, it would have been called the teeth brush. That is so insulting. I love Arkansanians. <sighs> it's all it is is the Ark of Kansas. We all know that, right? Ark of Kansas, Arkansas. You know what? That deserves another one. That those both. You get two applauses. <laughs> two applauses. <laughs> two gold stars. Two applauses for the day. And, and that was people good. in Arkansas are, are trying to figure yeah. out okay, yeah. who is this bull guy. So the third hotel, the very the third one, because I can't count past three. So the third one, <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Crescent Hotel, named after the French pastry. You know, <laughs> you know, another word. Another word for crescent is croissant. Ark. Oh God! Mark Here we go back saw. to the, the religious crest. Now, now we have to crest talk about saw. theology. Have crests chainsaw uh, massacre? Yes, the that's third? where it comes from. The Crescent Hotel in Arkansas conflated into the chainsaw massacre in the localized area of Texas because Arkansas people don't like Texas because there's Texarkana, which is Texas and Arkansasian together, and you I'm, put those together and you. I'm you from see? California. I don't know anything you just said. I'm sorry. Can you say that without an accent there, please? California? I'm from California. I don't know what you just said. Oh, my God. That was too right on. That really makes me. <laughs> <laughs> That's your sound. That's your sound now. Thank you get you. the harp. Um, so the Croissant, the Crescent Hotel, uh, was built in 1886 in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. There have been hundreds of tales of paranormal experiences at the Crescent Hotel and Spa. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. Besides being a popular mountaintop resort, the hotel also served as a girl's college and a cancer hospital where Dr. Norman Baker claimed to have a cure for cancer. This hotel is considered America's most haunted hotel by ghost hunters Did you say Norman Baker and or Norman ghost Bates? adventures. Welcome to National Geographic's spookiest places to sleep. What was the I'm Carter Wolf. I don't know. Was it Evermectin? Oh, nice. <coughs> nice. <coughs> Apparently, it cures everything. Yep. Apparently. Uh, someone give me a slot of whiskey. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm uh, Alex Jones, and uh, we're here to talk about whether ivermectin is uh, the cure to cancer, or if, of course, it is just a scam, as your trusted and experienced news network, CNN, also referred to as Celestial News Network, if they are correct, after all. 
<laughs> I'd also like to sell you some uh, pharmaceutical grade vitamins you along guys, with this whiskey. Yeah. You, guys know that you, can get back. A, you guys know that you can increase your testosterone percentage by 8,000% by drinking just about 1,800% of your daily volume of vitamin V. Vitamin V. <laughs> <laughs> not, not vitamin B. Vitamin V. <laughs> yeah, for 47 payments of 1985.99, you will understand and experience the power of testosterone with vitamin B. Vitamin V. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's haunted stuff. Obviously, there's hundreds. So much haunted stuff. I just, is it ever going to end? Are we ever going to end haunted stuff? Or is it not going to be haunted anymore? It's so, much so stressful. One of them is room 218, where Michael, an Irish stonesman, fell to his death when building the hotel. Stonesman. You know idiot. another Stonemason. One idiot. That you got it. Bales all Stone over this. Mason. Stone Mason. Free Mason. Free Mason. He's a Freemason. Mason Crosby. Mason uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And Ma- Nash. Mason. Uh, Hello, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Not much. This all leads How back. You? Well, you know what Mason rhymes with, right? Washington. This all goes back. Mason <laughs> this and all Washington. Goes back to George Washington. It all goes back. Yeah, I'm Alex Jones. Um, yeah, so apparently that guy fell to his death. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. A, Stupid. These people. Dumb. I mean, they're just falling down nice. shafts. He's dead. He's dead. Wait, wait, wait. Dead. What, what is the room from The Shining? Oh, uh, not 218. It's a... Uh, 233 or something? It's mayo time. Yeah, I'm sure it has significance. This will, we, uh, cir- we circled all the way back to Stephen King now. 237, yeah. Man, I was yeah. off. Room okay, never mind. Never mind. 237. Oh, my gosh. Wait, 2 plus two 7 and is three 5. And 7. You and know those, five plus seven You know what's 12. the same two about all of 2 plus 7 is 5? No, <laughs> 2 plus three, 3 is seven. 5, and 5 plus They're 7 is 12. one and type of thing. How many syllables are in George Washington was the president of the United States? How many syllables? 42. 12. There's 12 syllables. No. President. He was called. Wait, wait, wait. was the president of the United States. 12? 12. Oh. See? How many syllables? I just solved it. Do you know what another word for president is, though? The prime, right? Which is also. Optimus prime. Five is a prime number. And so is two. Yep. So is three. So is seven. I think we're on to something oh, yeah. here, guys. I think yeah, George Washington it. strangled. It, this all centers. He's like the eye of the I freaking storm strangled. here. I think he's strangled he's every He's the person. eye of the storm. George Washington is the angel of death. <laughs> I'm Alex Jones, and I'm here to talk to you about how George Washington is the angel of death. We are on the cusp of discovering the reason why humanity has existed in all the stars and space amongst the universes. Why are we here? What is there for us? Find out more on tonight's episode of InfoWars. <laughs> it's just way too fun. Yeah, uh, I guess, yeah, George Washington, President of the United States, 12 syllables, uh, also a prime number, probably responsible for Michael's death. And I was so smitten. 12 is not a prime number, but okay. No. Okay, fine. 12 isn't a prime number. I meant it's five, a nice number, two, though. seven. You're right. Um, math. Theodora, Michael's lover, uh, was a cancer patient. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's lover before she became. She was not Michael's lover. Uh, 
she was known to be seen fumbling for her keys outside of room 419 as well as tidying up for guests when they leave the room. I, she's, 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 <laughs> I forgot she's, to she's make my it. bed. Damn she's it. Beat, Let me go back to the issue. hotel room to try to make my bed. Yeah. Hey, it's already made. Um, what happened? Then there's Brecky, who is a four-year-old child of Richard and Mary Breckenridge. God, what a terrible name. Brecky Breckenridge. Yikes. Thompson. Uh, Thompson. That's no, last name. Yeah. Uh, who died in the hotel due to complications from appendicitis. He has been seen. Oh, it's a he. He has been seen throughout the hotel, often bouncing a ball. Mm. 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 Was it a crescent shaped ball? <laughs> this is the last one. This last one. I'm Alex Jones. We're here to talk about how there is a pedophile ring in the Crescent Hotel located in Arkansas, Eureka Springs specifically. Lil Brecky Breckenridge Thompson, he has been seen as a ghost bouncing balls around late at night, and there have been a slew of old men following him. Uh, and then there's Dr. John Freeman Ellis, uh, the hotel's in-house doctor, circa the late 19th century, is most often seen, or his cherry pipe tobacco is smelled, so there you know, maple syrup tobacco, uh, near his office, which is now room 212. And then there's Morris, the famed meow, hotel cat, uh, was known as the hotel general manager for 21 years and later buried on the hotel property and is regularly seen and heard. And on the note of cats, I saw a hilarious video. Last week, this person who def- who refers to themselves as uh, identifying as a cat, um, she was explaining her cat, you know, mannerisms, and she's like, "I'm I am a, I'm a cat, and I'm also you know a myriad of other different genders, but I normally identify as cat, and I feel kind of cat right now." And this is what she was saying on the the phone. She's like, "Yeah, I'm really kind of feeling like a cat," and then watching? she's like, "Meow." She said that right afterwards, what and it was are hilarious. You watching? Oh, I'll send it to you. It was very funny. It was hilarious. Because in the middle of her sentence, just like totally serious meow. at the very end, just meow, and just goes on. Nothing, nothing changed. It was hilarious. Just popped in my head. Um, but yeah, a recurring phenomenon happens on in a spot on the third floor of the Crescent Hotel where the hotel connects to an annex built onto the hotel when it was a hospital. People have said that there is a portal to the other side. Uh, guests grow faint. Some uh, pass out at the same spot on the nightly ghost tour for no reason. Uh, occurrences happen in spurts over several weeks or months and then stop completely. And guests turn pale, faint for a few minutes, and then recover completely as if totally normal. I call baloney. They're paid actors. I, I, Prove me wrong. I think these are interesting anecdotal you know, situations and places that have earned a reputation over time, perhaps because of something unusual and circumspect during the course of their lives and their continued uh, need for people to come there. Part of the allure is, is what's going on. I mean, it, there's places all over the country. There's, as we've talked about earlier, there are shows on TV that you can watch with groups of people trying to identify these things through numerous technological ways or because they felt, you know, goose skin on their neck or whatever going you know all this kind of stuff occurs but to to back up for a second is there anybody that you know i mean truly anybody including yourselves that haven't had a strange and unusual circumstance that's given them pause that's given them reason to kind of to look like like we're looking out into the the hallway right now and you can really see that things aren't clear. The walls are solid, supposedly. But 
but there is a kind of a mesh, a matrix, if you will, about things. And our ability to see through that, not necessarily all the way to the other side, but a reflection of things past is, I think it's, it's worthwhile to dive into in a serious way. Was there a question there? Well, that was a statement. I feel like it was. I didn't think I was asking. Like there was a question. There, I think it like was, that started it was as a question. question the the question was: Has there been anybody that you know, including yourselves, that hasn't had some type of experience that is? I think everyone I know has some experience, and they do what they can to explain. And we name them. Yeah, we name them something. Idiots. Like I, I, I would label mine as <laughs> sleep paralysis. Well, yeah, but what, you, you got to ask yourself what's yeah. that defined from. People right. will go into the scientific way of looking at this, this kind of stuff and say you, you get some kind of, you know, uh, you, you've drank too much and you have a chemical imbalance and you, you're, you're dreaming half, or you're trying to wake, or you're doing all these different things and your body is self-correcting and it identifies these anomalous things behaviors in and we as human beings have to name them mm. so we name them aliens we name them ghosts we name them other worlds we name them brecky. multiple universes we, we name, name them, them brecky. brecky we name them you know uh, alex jones we name them all kinds of yep. things but but we name them and so the question then becomes is if we name them that what are they right if we've all had these experiences are they are they just a figment of our imagination and then you ask yourself even a deeper question what is our imagination really about and then you go down a rabbit hole you can't get back from and that's where frank Baum developed is through the looking glass mm. dun, dun, dun. wait through the looking glass wasn't that lewis carroll no. <laughs> you're wrong i just got you that was alice in wonderland <laughs> i was like that wait wasn't a second. frankie it was basically the same though. <laughs> oh basically the same it's one's a hurt one's a, a tornado and one's a falling through the looking glass <laughs> I, was Damn it. There, I, I, looked, like, I sounded so intelligent there for a second it's okay but, i helped you out at the end know. i was gonna jump into the spooky again but then i played that right when you called him on his <laughs> thing and it kind of now comes off as like an investigative journal like journalist report but my, my whole point is is these are these are fun things yeah but there isn't a culture in the world that doesn't have an association with spirits oh, yeah there's in one there's well the minds they're dead that's why they don't exist anymore astute yeah very astute one culture so and why do you think they threw people into giant cenotes all yeah. the time yeah. i, I want to swim they, in they, one they, so bad gone. yeah well swimming you it, when you do swim in it don't think about what's laying at the bottom of those cenotes. That is very Hundreds true. of billions of dollars of gold. And bones. But mostly of gold. Children. Mostly gold. Gold bones. Mo yeah, that's fine. Women and children. It's gold alien And bones. prisoners. Yeah. And ghosts. Women, prison, prisoners of war and children. Uh, barrels of gold filled with maple syrup. <laughs> maple syrup? Maple, maple man. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Back to the final aspect of the spooky with the Crescent, the, the Croissant Hotel, which I don't think we're doing justice, so I have to go back to spooky again. There's also been an uptick in paranormal activity in the morgue on the grounds. A certified archaeological dig in 2019 prior to the economic downturn of the 20s <laughs> uncovered a secret bottle grave of the Crescent's infamous resident owner, Norman Baker. Hundreds of bottles of Baker's secret formula were found along with jars containing medical specimens that had been surgically removed from patients. Fetuses? 
that what they were? Because I didn't specify, so I just guessed. Um, a dark figure has been seen recently in the morgue, resulting in an increased uh, level of cold spots and reports of people being touched. Mm, it's the ghost of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, if you'd like to stay at the Crescent Hotel and be touched by ghosts, uh, pricing pricings for rooms start at $200 a night. You know, the end of each of these sounds like a commercial for these hotels. Please mm. sponsor us. And please, yes, please sponsor. <laughs> I don't think the Crescent Hotel we will be sponsored. We would love to do a full episode in each of these in three hotels. each yes. of your hotels. location episode. And mm. we'll really confuse you because when we're at your hotel, we'll talk about a different one. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here at the Hotel Dell talking about the Queen Mary. Yeah, this is not one of the Queen Mary's rooms. This is Hotel, hotel Dell rooms are updated. Pretty sure. Oh, they got newer ghosts? Uh, yeah. I just mean like the faucet they've, they've, doesn't have salt water as I can as see them option. going in there. I can see the directors of the hotel going in there. Okay, you, the ghost. Brecky or whatever the, the hell your name is. I do remember. You're too old. You ghosts get out of here. They're bring more, in the new ghosts. They're ghost. more woke. The ghosts are new. Yeah, bring woke. in some woke ghosts, please. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Next I prefer, to the... We don't want the white one. I in prefer the, not the, being called the, woke. In the Queen Mary. That's we need the... an anti-racist phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. Oh, God. Okay, well, where were we going with that? Anyway, um, we're going to have to I cut I liked that. your story, though. Yeah. I liked your story. Do you don't have you. any ghost stories other than Leonard, maybe? He, um, has, he has some, but they're not from a hotel. Uh, mine, same. I've got a couple, but they're not from hotels. I mean, they're not, like, they're not soupy. Soupy. They're not soupy. They're not soupy. <laughs> <laughs> they're not too soupy. <laughs> they're, not, they're not soupy. And you might think I'm referring to soup when I say that. I mean, spooky. Um... They're just kind of meh, like some weird shit happens. Like you know, yours what? is actually scary. You should tell it real fast. Mine. Yeah, the one, the one from when you were a kid. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> so I was a child. We don't believe that part. And it was like prior to two thousand one, which is how I measure all of my. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-planes flying pre, into pre the towers. Okay. That's how I measure all of historical incidences in my life. It's pre-9/11 or post-9/11, and it was pre-9/11. Pre-9/11. The got world it. was probably the same. It was not. It was different. And I was a kid, and so I lived uh, a very young life <laughs> in Minnesota. And it was scary. <laughs> the, the end. The end. And there was this place that I lived when I was a kid with my parents. <laughs> and one night I woke up above a store because that's where our house was. It was located. Our apartment building was a like a little apartment hole in the wall place. It was above like a old antique store with really high prices. <laughs> and I woke up one night. And I heard something calling my name from the boiler room. Whoa. And I'm not even joking because we did have a boiler room. You had to go through the backside of the, the like building. And then there was a door. You open the door open. There's a stair that goes up to where the little apartment is. And to the left was a boiler room. And when I was a child, we had a bunch of cats. <laughs> this is supposed to be scary. Stop laughing. 
It's traumatizing. There was so much hair. And I woke up because it was calling my name. (laughs) 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 And I know this is like a real story, so tell it. And I I walked slowly down over to the stairs. And I heard it say, can't say my name. Wolf. Can't say my name. Wolf. And I was like, no way am I going down there. And so I went back to bed. It's, no way. it's a much better story when he's telling it in person. Actually, so yeah, I was in person. A campfire sometime. I was in person and I'm telling a story about when I was a child and I was really young. But I'm telling it as an adult to now. To hear something calling your name, that's scary. I mean, I was also like five. You got a quick story over there, Bull. Nothing to match those unbelievable <laughs> stories. But I could share. If I'm coaxed into it, perhaps. You have the audio floor. Well, we've got the syrup man, the syrup sailor. <laughs> the syrup salesman. The syrup the sailor. syrup sailor. The distant boiler room cat. The, the, bo- from the, the boiler fire. room voice. The, the, the boiler, boiler room cat. From a cat. Mm-hmm. And said, meow. By, so I, by vitamin I was, V. When I was about, uh, I don't know, maybe 12 years old or so. I lived in a town near Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. And Saturday mornings were a blast. We'd go play basketball or hit the ball, hit the baseball around, or we'd take our bikes riding or whatever the case may be. And we got up one morning, my brother and I, and off in the distance we saw this big plume of smoke. And we were like, oh, let's let's go check out what the heck that is. It looked like it was a couple miles away. It looked nearer than, than far. So... We jumped on our bikes. I don't remember if we told our parents at all. Probably not. We took off. Me on my my gold Schwinn. Schwinn. I knew it. Exactly. I knew he had a Schwinn. Giant sissy bar. My brother had a purple one. We took off like crazy. We used to jump over hills and run around, do skids, see if we could ride no-handed all the time or stand up on it, whatever. And we, we followed this thing, trying to get after this smoke trail. Couldn't find it. By the time we got three or four miles away, there was no more smoke in the air. And we're like, damn, we're going to have to go home. The end. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what happened. So we were at this riverbed near the shore. And there was a trail along this riverbed. So we thought we'd take a, a ride down that trail away from where, this, where we were going originally. And as we took off down this trail, it got darker and the forest got denser. And the, the rivers there, this wasn't a raging river or anything like that. It wasn't even that wide, maybe 15, 20 feet wide. But it had enough flow to it. And every now and then we'd come across, and this trail was, it was like an old truck or car path where it had two trails next to each other and a ridge in between of grass growing. So it was frequented enough to continue to have ruts. But on our bikes, we took off, we were riding down this thing. We came to this house, and it was, it was this was 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was dark in the woods. Dark. No rain coming or anything like that, but it was very dark. And we saw this this old barn slash garage. We didn't really know what it was. In a house off in the distance. When I say distance, I mean like 30, 40 feet away from the riverbed. So we parked our bikes, laid them down, and we walked through the woods, up the hill, muddy hill, to this, this barn. And I'll never forget it, looking in the barn, the very first thing we saw 
was a hangman's noose hanging there from the middle of this barn all by itself, nothing but a noose. I remember like it was yesterday. Because <laughs> we turned around. We started looking for our bikes. We couldn't find them. They weren't where we left them. And we're like, what? what's going on? We don't understand this. We weren't 20 feet away from where we left these bikes and they weren't there. And I remember turning back toward this house and toward this barn. Honestly, it was like they changed. It was like they were, they were still old, but they weren't as old. It was like they, they, they looked almost newer. And we crept back up the hill to this barn. We looked inside it again. There was nothing there. Some hay, bales of hay and stuff off in the side of the barn, but there's no noose anymore. And we went, we snuck all the way up to the edge of this house. And it had this little back porch, like some, some wooden steps up to the back of this porch. And it had a screen to try to get into this small kitchen that was there. And there was somebody in the kitchen. We could see through this open window, somebody in the kitchen. Have no idea who it was or why somebody was there. And I remember looking over at my brother and him looking back at me and our eyes were both wide as saucers. And we just said, we got to get the hell out of here. And we took off running back toward the river. And as we got down to the edge of the river, suddenly our bicycles were there again. It was one of the weirdest things that have ever happened to me. There's an extended story about this same place that I've told before. But that's as far as I'll go today on this. But my whole point in this is that we have things happen to us in the middle of dreams, in the middle of the day, that, are, that go unexplained, except that our imagination continues to promote them. The question I have is, is that imagination promoted by something real, or do we start that? I believe it's a little of both. Thanks for listening to the Wolf and Bull podcast with your host, the Wolf and Bull. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest from the Wolf and Bull, you can tune in via our weekly episodes available on nearly every major listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Wolf and Bull. You can follow us on YouTube at the Wolf and Bull podcast and at our website, thewolfandbull.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.